Hey, it's Josh. And Morgan. Welcome to the Hot Coffee Podcast. You making me do this by myself? No, I just forgot. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Hot, Hot Coffee, Coffee Podcast. Podcast. Hebrews 10, 24 encourages us to spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And that's what we hope this podcast can do for you. It's our mission to use this platform to create and have boundary-breaking conversations that help to build relationships with your friends, your families, and Jesus through love and, of course, coffee. We are coffee lovers and we are Jesus lovers, and we want to bring the two together. Throughout this journey, we'll be sharing what coffee we're enjoying, whatever is on our hearts, and what we feel could encourage the lives of our listeners. While we hope this podcast reaches listeners of all ages and all walks of life, we pray it reaches our generation of young people navigating this world while discovering their faith in love of Jesus. We hope that wherever we are meeting you in your life, whether you are single, dating, engaged, or married, you know that you are loved. Grab a cup of coffee. And and let's let's get get started. Hey guys, welcome back. Hello everyone. We're excited to jump right into it today. So the question we always answer is what have we been drinking? So Morgan, do you want to explain to them? Um, what we've been doing? Sure. We um, have had our usual uh, Chapman's, some Starbucks. Um, about a week and a half ago, we went to Texas, went down to Abilene, Texas to um, spend some time with my sister, Cassie. Um, she is going through some chemo treatments right now. So we went down to visit with her. We took the boys. Um, my mom's down there with her. So we got to visit with her. Um, and so, of course, while we were there visiting, we had to find a couple coffee shops. Um, the first one we went to was Front Porch Coffee, and it was a super cool place. Very good coffee. Um, it had like a really cool vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big space. They had a big back room, and as soon as you walked in, I was like, "Yeah, this is like a this is a place that you." can like rent out it could be like a reception hall or like something like that it had like a small bar in the back um for you to serve coffee at or whatever it was really cool um and then lots of um like cozy seating spaces um i had like a ham and cheese sandwich from there and it was so good so good so we really loved front porch coffee um josh brought a shirt yeah, I got a shirt. Um, we also tried Some, another coffee shop. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, we won't throw the name out there, but uh, we don't remember it anyways. It wasn't that no, good. No, I, I do remember it, but uh, it was. <laughs> we had a few minutes to. We were doing something. We were oh, we were in between going to games, and we had a few minutes, so we decided we would go try it. Uh, another one, and we drove right past Front Porch Coffee to get to this place. We're like, yeah, we'll try a new one. So we thought, we'll try a different one. And I've learned, basically, when you walk in a coffee shop, if you can ask the question, like, what's a popular drink or what's the local favorite? If they can't give you a very good answer, you might as well walk out the door. And that's basically what happened at this place, not to sound like a snob, but... I we asked and she just basically explained what what flavors were in each you know what was in a caramel coffee well it's caramel so and she said it would be sweet but anyway we got coffee Morgan got what she called a mocha well I just wanted an iced coffee with some mocha in it and she was like well I can do like a mocha with espresso like I was like that's not really what I want I just want like I was like, do you have iced coffee? And she was like, well, let me look. 
So then she had to like open the fridge and look. And I was like, oh boy. So she literally just drizzled a bunch of mocha in the bottom of a cup and then poured coffee on top of it. And it like wasn't mixed and it wasn't, it was just, it was not very good. good, guys. And I could see what was happening. So I just got a black coffee and it was not very good either. It wasn't hot. It was weird. Got a hot coffee. That was really weird. It was like, it was like it had been sitting out on a table for a few minutes. Anyway, it wasn't good. We ended up going to Starbucks after that. So that was our coffee um, in Abilene. Abilene. And then uh, this weekend, our makers club, Morgan and I do a cooking club with some of the kids at the middle school uh, after school. And uh, this week we thought it would be fun to make frappuccinos uh, with the kids. And uh, so we did that. Uh, it was a simple recipe, didn't take a whole lot. She used a blender and some iced coffee and whatnot, but that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we made a, at the end, we had some extra stuff. So I made like a mocha chip one and it was pretty good. It was really so, good. So, um, yeah, we might, we might, you know, serve frappuccino at some point. So, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, that's basically what we've been drinking. We always like to go when we're out of town to different places. So definitely the front porch coffee, if you're ever in Abilene, uh, check that out. Or I think they have a website. You can just, just order, order some coffee. Just order the merch. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, the merch is, well, the Just know that too. Josh said it was good. So just wear <laughs> the merch. So anyway, that's our coffee drinking experience for the week. And we want to hear what you're drinking. So share that with us. So it's time for once again. I heard some feedback after <laughs> the last couple of weeks that happy crappy is indeed most people's favorite part, and uh, there's one main reason for that. So Morgan, we're all waiting. Happy crappy, ta-da, ta-da. <laughs> Here we are, happy crappy for this week. This is it. What do you got for us? You're going to start it. Do you want to start it? No, you're going to, you pick. Um, we can do crappy first. Although my happy and crappy is kind of the same thing since the last time we did it. No, it's fine. Let's see. Um, so crappy would definitely be just the, everything going on, um, with my sister. So, um, my older sister, Cassie is 33. Um, and she, has been diagnosed with uh, stage three breast cancer. And so she is working through some chemo treatments right now. And um, she's actually been handling them really, really well. But um, this past Monday started her weekly treatments. And so um, we know that those are going to probably affect her a little bit differently just because they're happening more frequently. And there's just a lot of stress on my family's end of things. Um, My mom has been down there with her for over a month now. Um, but then my stepdad is having health issues. So my mom's having to fly back and we're all just trying to figure out how we can, um, how we can best be there to support Cassie because we all live so far away. Um, as well as like, you know, keep, um, taking care of ourselves and you know, the, the lives we all have at home as well. Um, so it's just, that has been, that has been hard. Obviously, like you just never think cancer is going to happen like so close to home and then it does. Um, and so it's just been like a really new, um, experience, uh, that we've all had to really work through. So, um, that's definitely crappy. So if you wouldn't mind praying for my sister, Cassie and praying for our family and just, um, praying, um, that she can 
have the strength to continue through her treatments. And we just pray that at the end of all of this, um, hopefully with some surgery, we can just get rid of the cancer altogether. So that is still our goal. We got for sure. Well, I'd echo that. And then um, this week, crappy, uh, the time change, that was crappy. <laughs> Losing that hour, which I have a theory. Next year, I'm going to try not to remember when it is. Because I think if you didn't know the time change was happening, I wonder if it would really affect you. But anyway, Jameson also got sick the night of yeah. of um, the time change. time change. So then there was that. So you're like, we lost an hour because of, you know, the world deciding we're going to lose an hour. And then we lost an hour because we were cleaning up um, sickness. <laughs> so um, lots, of, lots of it. So that that was a crappy. And then obviously when your kids don't feel good, it's never the greatest. Yeah. So and then all and to add on to that, he ran into a windowsill this week. So he had and just tonight he busted his head on, on his just tonight he busted his head on the coffee table. And this kid is just he's just taking one hit after another. Yeah, so he's that's kind one. of been the the crappy I think was just you know him not feeling well, losing an hour of sleep, trying to recover from all of that. We had kind of a busy weekend as far as we did some uh, we took the teens laser tagging and whatnot, but. That's my happy. So there we go. Okay, so okay. jumping into our happy, my happy thing recently, one was going to see Cassie and yeah. I'm sure Morgan's going to probably talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was cool to go to Texas, never been to Texas. That part was cool. But uh, just getting back into kind of my, um, our normal life as far as like youth group stuff, like we, we did Winterfest, you know, a couple weeks ago and we talked about that and then uh, like we're back to our like monthly things. So we took, um, some kids laser tagging on uh, this past Sunday. So that was a lot of fun. Um, just kind of getting back into that normal routine and having like, uh, you know, a lot of kids showing up and whatnot is exciting. It's fun. Um, just good times. So that's a happy for me because that's something that's been missing for, yeah. you know, a long time now. Yeah, so. it was a lot of fun. Um, my happy is definitely uh, getting to go to Texas, getting to see Cassie. Um, Ever since Cassie got her job at Abilene Christian, she has talked about wanting to bring her nephews to to work. Like, let them meet players and get to see the facilities and get to watch games. And we got to do all of that. So um, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, so also seeing her, we haven't seen her since Christmas. And um, just also getting to see her, like, actually being okay through this because when you're home and you're away from her um and away from it sometimes you know your mind is like well what if it's a lot worse than you think it is and you know maybe she's just putting on a front when you facetime and you know just things like that but to actually see that she is like she is unbelievably strong and like it is it's really amazing to kind of see how how strong she is through this um but another happy i have to say um, because I am like thoroughly enjoying it right now is my job, which is crazy for me to say, but because if y'all remember from previous episodes, I've never, I've not always been, I won't say never, I've not always been happy in my teaching position, but, um, teaching STEM this year full time has been actually a lot of fun for me. And, um, we're doing a challenge right now that I'm really excited about. And I think the kids are having fun with, and I just feel like we're like, I'm having some success with that. So I also really, 
enjoy that. So, yeah. So let us know you're happy and crappies. What can we celebrate? What can we pray for? Um, we want to hear it. So jumping into, um, our content for the week, um, something that kind of jumped on my heart, uh, while we were in Texas. And I think we've also been seeing it just in our culture recently in general, um, is the idea of like representation. And, um, the first thing that comes to mind is how many people I've seen on social media share their kids' reaction to seeing people that look like them on Encanto, because that's one of the first big, um, like Latin American, like movie to really represent that culture and uh, for Disney, Mm -hmm. um, and for children. And so I love, I still love like watching all those videos of how, how someone reacts to like, Hey, that's me. Like that looks like me. Um, and it's just so cute. And it's something that as a white female, I've never necessarily like struggled with that idea. Um, and it's just, it's very humbling to realize like, when like to realize in the culture that we live in, it's like we are a lot more entitled than we ever realized um, or privileged. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of things that we aren't going to dive deep into, but a lot of things have happened in the last couple of years that have really made us have a lot more of this type of conversation. Um, but something in Texas that um, – kind of hit me in the church setting was we went to um, Highland Church of Christ in Abilene and they have two services. They have your traditional service um, that is all acapella um, and then you have your more conservative, not conservative, your more um, contemporary. contemporary, thank you, service that has a um, praise team and a worship band. Um, and we don't get to visit a lot of churches and get to experience different things like that because Josh is always working on Sundays and we have a church home. And so, you know, if we ever go out of town, a lot of times we do try to make it home by Sundays. And if we, or we're somewhere that we can't get to church or whatever. And so we were excited to go try this church and excited to experience a contemporary church service, um, within the church of Christ. And, it was very eye-opening for me. Um, in in the worship band was a young woman who played the keyboard, a young wom- woman leading songs. There was an older man also leading songs who we found out he was the worship minister, like the worship yeah. uh, leader. And then you had another um, younger guy playing the guitar. You had a two, actually had three different guys playing guitars. And then you had a girl, which I thought was super sweet, a girl drummer in the praise team or the worship band. And I thought that was super cool, but I just am sitting there and I'm like looking around and there are younger girls and there are younger boys, um, you know, within the audience, obviously. And I'm like, they might not realize it now, but at some point they're going to look up there and be like, that could be me. Like I could sing or I could play or I could do that for the Lord. Like that could be a part of my ministry and a part of how I serve the church and a part of how I serve, um, my community and things like that. Like for the people who attend Highland Church of Christ, 
um, whether they are boys or girls, they they can see where they can fit in. Um, they had a woman come up and read scripture. They had a woman come up and give an announcement. But it was just, and if you have grown up in a traditional Church of Christ, then you understand where I'm coming from and why this seems so like, whoa to me. Um, but it was something that I loved and it was something that I also instantly um, grew frustrated about the upbringing that I had in the church and the fact I felt like I, I, I felt like I missed out on something growing up because um, there was never a time growing up in the church that I ever was like super excited to serve the church one day. That was never a thing for me because I, there was never an opportunity for me unless I wanted to teach Bible class. And I never, and I am being a hundred percent honest when I say this, I can never remember a time where I was like, I can't wait to grow up and teach Bible class because you know who else also got to teach Bible class? Men. So it was, for me, it was very much like, I have no, like, I'm just going to grow up and go to church forever. I, there's nothing, like, I don't serve the church. I don't get to do anything in the church except for go and bring my kids. And up until the last few years, um, that's kind of how I felt. And then, well, I would say actually probably once I met Josh was kind of when things um, changed and when I started realizing like, oh, I could be like an actual minister in the church. Although I don't know if I'd ever get that title. Yeah, you might. Who knows? But what, going along that, I thought it was neat too to see the age ranges of all the people on mm -hmm. the stage that mm -hmm. participated throughout worship. You know, whether they were in the worship team or whether they were reading or whatnot, it was almost all of the ages. So that was kind of neat too. There were some younger people, I think. Wasn't there a young kid? There was that also said a young a, kid who came up and said the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, he did the Lord's Prayer. So it's just kind of neat to see all ages of life and all people kind of represented in that mm -hmm. and you know growing up as a boy in the church you know the frustration and the you know misrepresentation that you you talk about that wasn't necessarily anything that I had to deal with because you know for a young guy growing up in the church you saw a bunch of guys doing a lot of things at the church leading communion leading worship leading, you know, prayers and things like that. Um, and so, you know, and it's crazy because not crazy, but it's just, it's just a totally different aspect of mm -hmm. seeing it, you know, and I don't know, it's interesting to hear you say and to speak about those things, because it's not necessarily something that, you know, I've had to deal with. Mm -hmm. I see it now. <laughs> Yeah. And I understand it. Like, I think I understand it mm -hmm. from your viewpoint. And I think about too, like we've, we've, you know, talked about if we want to have a third kid and we talked about how we want to have a girl. And I, there's so much I want for my kids relationship with Jesus and experience in the church. I want so much of it to be different than what I experienced. And I loved, I loved the church where I grew up. It was full of tons of old people. And I basically had a thousand grandparents and I loved it. Like they were unbelievably kind to me and my sisters, my family. And it was, it really was like such a homey feel. And I still love going back and visiting, but at the same time, I can't help but think about how much I 
feel like I missed out on or um, didn't really get to dig into deeply because it was, you know, just black and white. Like this is what we do and this is what we don't do. And there is no questioning it. There is no, um, there is no studying on why we just don't do it. We love our church home. We yeah. love, we love where we attend personally as where we are with our, with our personal beliefs in worship. Like we would love to see different changes made with, within the church, but it's not just our call. And, you know, we're stuck in a position where we, I don't want to say stuck. We are in a position where we can't just say, well, let's go find a church that meets all of our needs because, well, it's not necessarily about all of our needs. Number one, number two, Josh works there and we love it. Like we love the people and we love the people that we serve and we want to be a part of that. Um, we do like hope that one day we can be advocates for change in other, in some ways, but we also know it's not all, you know, going to happen at once and not all, but again, what we're, the point is, is like, our job is still as parents is to say, you know, yeah, yeah, babe, you are great at, you're great at playing the guitar. And I a hundred percent want you to use that, um, to glorify, to glorify the Lord. And you can do that in more ways than just. Right. I stopped mine on and, Sunday. Oh, and even if he's good at baseball, he can use oh, that yeah. <laughs> to glorify. Like it's all it's all the ways that you can choose to show that you can represent different things when and whatever you do. So, right. So I think Right. And I just think I think that it's just um it was just something that was like very eye opening to me sitting in that worship service was thinking about how how different my faith journey might have been had I seen some of the importance that women played in the in the actual ministry of the church. Like and if you get on their website and you look at their staff, they have multiple women on staff. When you look at their elders, their elders are listed as husband and wife. Like and it's just it just is like, oh okay, I I can have a purpose. Like I can um, you know, be an integral part of the way that a church like runs and ticks and, and, you know, I just think that, you know, growing up, that wasn't something that wasn't something that was a part of any of the churches that I attended. Um, and I think it was just, it's just very open the eye opening to think how much different, um, I could have seen my own faith and my own journey through my faith had I known that that was a possibility. I yeah, think. I mean, we've talked about it before. I think on here that you know the difficulty of just praying together, mm-hmm. um, and that's even you know, and, and that's a fault of mine sometimes with the teenagers is not giving them the opportunity to pray, and that's boys or girls because. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes I'll just say, hey, prayer request, and then I'll pray. And it's like, these are such teachable moments at a young age to show kids and people that they're a part of something and that they could pray, you know. And so I, I think definitely when we think of it that way, you know, that's a struggle that we've had as a married couple is praying mm-hmm. in front of each other and praying for one another. And it's just because in our experience of church, you didn't see, at least mine too, you didn't see a lot of like praying over or praying for situations. Like 
you just heard I'll pray for you or you heard like one assembly of prayer, but you didn't hear like yeah, someone very, say like pray over you and like pray with you It was very uncommon to say I'm going to like we're going to pray over so-and-so or it was very uncommon to like be like let's pray for this specific situation. Like, you and, know. Or just stop just, randomly in a yeah. moment and say we're going to pray right now. Like yeah. it's just all different like experiences that have led – like, and I think just going to a new place and seeing different things is just, it was, yeah. it was eye opening to see some of the other ways that you could be used on. And, and I think it's a, a valuable thing to sit back as, as parents, as youth leaders, like we are an avenue for these kids to learn how to do church. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're kind of leading them along the way right now. And they're going to sit back in 10 to 15 years and go, this is my, this is my experience with church because of what we've done. Um, so it's just some, it's eye-opening. Something else know. that just came to mind in this whole thought process is like a lot of times I feel like the college age and the young adult age, like they're the ones that really struggle to find a place in the church. And now I'm sitting here thinking, well, how often do they see college age and young adult people being represented in the leadership and it being represented in making decisions and being represented in, you know, how are we, how does, how, how do the churches in general, how do churches in general include those people and that group? How are those people represented? Um, well, it's because like, if they're not represented well, they're not going to find a place for them to fit. Yeah. And that's what I thought was so cool about, you know, the, the preacher did a sermon and he had his, you know, the passage that he was looking at, but he didn't read it. They read it beforehand and it gave somebody else the opportunity to participate. In it was the a young woman. It was a young woman. <laughs> but I'm thinking, I'm sitting here thinking yeah. about like, how many times have I preached and just mi- missed giving somebody else an opportunity mm-hmm. to like. Especially just because just you little. just preached about. Um, Winterfest, yeah, where you took a ton of teams. You took a ton of teams. You could have easily, and instead like, of giving them an opportunity to read the scripture, read the scripture or read the prayer or we learned, pray or even like you know we we, yeah. we did a video clip with them, but it's like so many times I think as churches, no, I guess I can't even say so many times. Just I kind of sitting back on, man, we need to give. I need to give more people opportunity like like to be represented and to be a part of yeah because there's no reason that you can't put a college kid up there and say do you want to read and a kid might say no but a kid might go that is something holy smokes i've been waiting for this yeah that is something that um growing up we always had in church we always have like my home church always has a reading a scripture reading before that is the basis of what the sermon's going to be about and it um (laughs) it always used to be the young boys who did it um that was something I remember having this conversation with Josh before we did start the podcast at all. But like, just like, you know, when the young boys were baptized in my church growing up immediately, like the next week they were serving communion, they were reading the scriptures, they were leading songs months after getting baptized. Like they, they were immediately the, my church growing up immediately was like, let's get them plugged into worship. But then it was like us girls got baptized and it was like, we don't matter. Like we don't get plugged into worship. We don't like, we just still sit here and don't like nothing changes for us. And I remember like looking back now, it infuriates me that that is how it was. And I don't want that to be the same, um, for our young girls. I want, 
that I want there to be some type of representation, some type of like, let's take into account what women and how women think and feel. And, you know, how are we representing them in our church and us? And like, um, and I think that, and I think the same is true for young people, for college age people, for the young adults, for singles, like married people, like, you know, we can't just pick and choose which groups of people we want to represent like and and who we want to support and include in decision makings and uh you know we have to we have to think about all of those people collectively if we want them all to feel right. involved and yeah, feel a part of something obviously has effects yeah you know the lack of feeling represented mm-hmm. and like you said at the beginning we don't as a white male and as a white female living in the middle of Ohio, we don't often experience not feeling representative. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been privileged in that way. And so I think this has just kind of sparked that realization and that, wow. Yeah. That, you know, this is a thing that many people go through. And, mm-hmm. you know, if we could be something that helps in that, you know, it would be mm-hmm. great to somehow help in a, in, and aid people through that or just feel like they're a part of something. Maybe what we need to do is sit down and talk with, you know, the the elders or like just the ministry team or whoever at church and, you know, what kind of things can we do or even just make them aware of the situation because just, I mean, having conversations is the easiest way yeah. to get started with something. Well, and I think sometimes when people aren't represented the people that are doing whatever they're doing don't they don't know they don't see it they don't understand they just kind of miss it like and if we and and it's like innocently sometimes i think Mm -hmm. they miss it and it's just like well maybe if something's brought to attention then you know that could spark a change and 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 we've seen that over the last few Mm -hmm. years you've seen a lot of um, different ways that people have now become represented in, in different things um because Someone finally said, hey, <laughs> yeah, want to do something about this. So. Yeah. And um, like I said, like um, to start, our culture is full of this right now. Aunt Mal got the boys Candyland for Christmas. You know, the old, the old, it's the exact same game. And, but there's like the characters have changed. So like, there's like, you know, the, um, there's like your your king and then there's like the ice cream queen and like all these different little characters throughout the board and you know josh had no idea they were even characters on the board but you know i'm looking at it i'm like these people look different than they looked when i grew up and then i realized they are and i was like why would they change it but then i'm like oh yeah like now you have like over in the peppermint forest you've got this little boy in a candy cane um wheelchair like sledding so then you have like the ice cream peaks queen is this beautiful black woman and like it's you're just like at first at first being a white person who just grew up like used to it you're just like why would they change this child favorite game well, maybe because now when little little black kids play the game, they'll be like, oh my gosh, I could be that person. Or like someone who's handicapped and be like, hey, look, the handicapped kid's also a redhead. Like you don't, you not see redheads anywhere. Yeah. Like 
And it seems so silly to like look at a children's board game and like notice that representation matters, but it does. Yeah, and I think we've missed that a lot of times. Yes. We miss that. Or and we don't understand. Like, why does it have to? Well, it because it's, because it's giving another person some hope. It's like, yeah, a, um, um, I want to say ability, not ability, but like opportunity, like opportunity, opportunity yeah. is the word I was looking. And for. it's like you know we see so much of it in social media right now, like being like any time, and and a part of me rolls my eyes at this, but like any time a woman is the first one to coach something, I'm like. Why does it have to be something we make such a big deal of? But it, and the reason I think that is because I want it to just be the norm. Like I'm ready for the day that we don't have to celebrate a woman doing something that a man's always done. But at the same time, it's like, yes, yes. Yeah, because like, I think your our generation is the generation that it's going to transition to that. Yeah. So hopefully your kids, our kids won't have to experience the first of you know a woman doing this is the first mm -hmm. time it mm -hmm. won't be that it would be like hey the there will 30, always be a first the, or something the, the but... 32nd woman has now become the head coach of the pittsburgh steelers like can coaches get inducted into the hall of fame yeah there's coaches in the hall of i fame. can't wait until there's a first woman coach in the hall of fame, the NFL we'll hall of fame. wait till there's a first woman president yeah no, that's, true that's something we're probably gonna see oh yeah definitely and that'll be exciting but you know it's just like it's like you love that and and especially as a woman, yeah. that's something that, you know, I think it's exciting to hear and to see those things. But for you as a woman, that's a whole nother level. Yeah, and like for I'm not a... a redhead kid to be on the board game. That's like yeah. a whole different level yeah. for, you know, you're laughing, but it's for him. It's yeah. a whole new level. Yeah. Like it's just, I don't know. Like I am not a very political person. I am not in any way, shape or form, but watching, just watching a female become a vice president. I was like, that's cool yeah, because it was never something I could literally look up to and like truly believe I could be president one day unless like the people who loved me would be like, yeah, you can be anything you want to be. But like, I've never, never Except seen Except for one. this, this, and this. <laughs> but you, you know, you've never seen a woman be in that type of a leadership role before. You've never seen a woman coach an NFL team. You've never like, and now we do get to see that. And it's just more and more coming to light that representation matters. And, um, in all aspects of in life. all aspects from you know in our culture just in our lives in general like in our in our churches representation matters in our churches and if you are someone who like those thoughts like challenge you or make you slightly uncomfortable i just would really encourage you to like dig deeper into why and um i do have a really awesome book called a woman called and it has, it really um, just totally opened my eyes to the, um, like, the support um, and the, like, the strength of scriptures backing up the fact that women can, women can be represented in church leadership and should be represented in church leadership. And so, um, you know, I'd be happy to share um, a link to that in the show notes. Um, but anyways... I just think, I just think it's something that was definitely on my heart. Um, something we wanted to share and talk a little bit about. And I feel like I kind of stole the show on this one. But again, let's talk about why. <laughs>
because Josh is a white male who hasn't had this issue very often. I was giving you the opportunity. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. Because there's very little representation. I'm just kidding. There's not very little. There's actually a lot more than there ever has been. But, um, it's been fun talking about this. Um, I've enjoyed it. I hope that some of you guys can, um, resonate and relate with it. And, um, you know, any questions you guys have, uh, comments, anything, let us know, reach out. Um, we love to, um, hear from you guys. We love to know that you guys are listening. Um, so, uh, we do hope, hope that you enjoyed the conversation. We sure did. Dear God, we, um, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the podcast. We thank you for this platform that we have to share your love and share your light to those who listen. God, we're thankful for the message that you've put on our hearts. We just pray that it can um, touch those who listen. Uh, we pray that it can make a difference in the lives of our listeners. God, we just pray that you be with our listeners and we thank you for each and every one of them. God, thank you so much for your love. Thank you for your guidance. We just pray that you be with be with us throughout the uh, throughout this week be with our listeners. Um, and we just, uh, we just thank you so much for how much that you love us. We thank you for Jesus and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Okay. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Today's Q and a let's do it. Going along with the theme of what we talked about today as a young child, Morgan. Oh boy. Who was the person you looked up to? Who was the person I looked up to? It doesn't have to be family. It doesn't have to be like an actual person Somebody that you knew. I was there a TV star? Was there a movie star? Was there a just a person in your life that you just kind of looked to and was like, I'd like to be like them or I'm going to strive to be like them? Um, I would say my cousin Kate was definitely one of those people. Um. I always thought she was like the coolest and the prettiest and the funniest. And then she went to college at Marshall. And so she was mm-hmm. like actually like with us a lot. And um, I just thought that she was the coolest person ever. She played D1 soccer. I was like, I want to be Kate. Like I thought she was the coolest thing. I just thought she was awesome. And she is. She's fabulous. She's she's beautiful. And she's intelligent. And she's hilarious. And she's such a good mom and just, I just, I still look up to her. I don't talk to her nearly as much as I used to, but I specifically remember one spring break in um, college where um, she was living in um, Charlotte. Yes. Thank you. Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, I went and spent all spring break with her and it was, it was just such a, crazy experience something i'll probably never fully experience again in my life but um she just i've always always really looked up to her mm-hmm. so that would be one person cool for sure cool what about you Corey matthews okay boy meets world i always thought Corey was this you know good person mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. like the ultimate friend almost sometimes to a fault uh, he was always yeah. looking out for Sean yeah. and what a good role model. Yeah. Like he was just like, yeah. he was funny. He was like, 
he got in trouble, but it was never bad trouble. It was just yeah. always because he was a good person. And so I felt like yeah. I always, as a kid, or not even as a kid, but as like a teenager, was like, I want to be like Corey Matthews. Like, I just thought he was cool. You know, I secretly wanted to be like Sean because he was kind of like the bad, bad guy. Bad boy. Bad boy. Kind of but I never was. Corey was a much more um, reachable person. Much more your speed. <laughs> My speed of a person. So Corey Matthews That's... was always somebody that I kind of, like That's thinking about TV, one. that was like, you know, the person. Um, Man, okay. Now I want to change my answer. Yeah, you thinking Lizzie McGuire? Yeah, totally. Okay. No, I don't even know. I just feel like now I need to think of like a cool TV person. Oh, to... so Cousin Kate's not cool anymore? No, she is. I still 100% look up to her. But now I'm like, well, what TV person did I like grow up wanting to be like? Sh That's our question of the week. Um I would love to hear from we'll you. Just share it on Instagram. Yeah, that would be a fun one to know who you kind of looked who up to. Who did you look up to? Um, and, and I know the easy answer is always like, ah, mom, ah, dad, or uncle. You what? should have made it TV character. Uncle Lenny. P okay. TV so character. for you guys listening in listener land, it is. Listener land. It is TV show character or movie character that you feel like who was you most wanted to be. Just a like, fictional person that you looked yeah, up to. Yeah, for sure. So Corey Matthews right here. You and I guess it. you could also be like a real person. I don't know. Either way, answer however you want it. Yeah. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Whatever works. So that's Q&A for the week. We're going to keep it short and simple this week. We're going to go with just one uh, one question this week. So we'd love for you to share with us what you uh, – what you've been up to, what you've been drinking, while wow, you're happy, happy crappy. Um, that answer to that question we just asked. <laughs> We'd love to hear back from you. That's, you know, I feel like everybody says that on a podcast, but it really is like the, the cool part is hearing back from people that they're yeah, listening just or doing people, stuff. Yeah, knowing the people or are participating sure. in it. That's kind of the neat part yeah. of it. Um, so if you do listen, share, tag us, let us know. Maybe we'll do another giveaway in yeah, the future. Yeah, we'll send you a t-shirt from Front Porch in Abilene, Texas. Oh, that just got real. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm just okay. saying that it could be a thing. I, I'm talking. Totally we're thing. talking up the place. Why not? Why not put it out there? Why not? So, we hope that you guys have a great week. Um, we will be back again in two weeks. Remember, we are going every other week. So, um, two weeks from today, we'll see you guys again. We'll see you. Have a great week. Peace.